Being a mom of little kids can be extremely boring and lonely. During the first year of my son's life, I spent way more time mindlessly scrolling social media because I was bored out of my mind and I was craving connection. I was just so lonely. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and today I'm sharing how to thrive during the toddler years and how to have fun when you are in the thick of parenting little kids. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful with Media podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. I want to start off by sharing a journal entry from when my first son was seven months old. So I was a stay-at-home mom, and it was a really hard time of life. This is my journal entry. I cried a lot today. The loneliness of my life hit hard again. I am worn out and emotionally struggling to reach out to the same couple people I even know. The sweetest parts of my day were talking to the man with an oxygen tank at Smith's for a couple minutes while picking up a prescription, laughing with B on the corner couch, and crying while Matt held me. I realized tonight that the reason I go on Instagram so much is because I am craving connection. There is a little bit of connection on there, but nothing compared to what I need to fulfill my social needs. One of the biggest things for me to thrive while my kids are little is I need real human connection and social media offers a little bit of connection but it's it doesn't satisfy that that real need for connection it takes a lot of effort like I shared in that journal entry I felt like I was working so hard to to connect with people in real life but as a stay-at-home mom, it's not normal to just find people. You have to really put in the effort. I spend a lot of time going to the places where young moms are. So I would go to parks and I would go to library story time. And when I was there, I would reach out and talk with people and get their numbers and then plan play dates in the future. I would use social media. It wasn't actually satisfying that need for connection, but I could use social media to make in-person connections. So I have reconnected with people that I've known in the past through social media, seeing that they lived nearby and reaching out and saying like, hey, do you want to actually get together in person? Something else that I did during this phase when I was just really trying hard to find human connection as a as a young stay-at-home mom I planned a, I think I just called it like a young mom party or something. So like I invited all these moms over. I think I did from like, I don't know, 11 or two, because that's half the battle with getting together with moms is nap times don't line up. But I just said it's an open house style. Just come whenever you can. Bring your little kids. Come connect with other moms and have some cookies. And it was super easy. And I don't know if anybody knew each other, but... It was really fun and it was really good 
for me to actually connect with people and then bring other moms together. As I was trying to make friends as a, as a young mom, it really helped to be vulnerable with people when people in any part of my life were asking how I was doing. I tried to be honest with them that I was pretty lonely and I was looking for friends and I had several of those friends say, oh, you know what? I have a friend that's also a stay-at-home mom that lives close-ish to you. I can put you in contact with each other. And that's most of who I hung out with that that first year was friends of friends that, that helped me to find somebody else to connect with during that, that really lonely stage of life. So the first year of my son's life, I was really working to to connect with people in real life so that I wouldn't waste so much time on social media. We ended up moving like 10 minutes away and I went to the closest park in the area. I would always take me to the park super early in the morning because we're up anyways and we both needed to get out of the house. So I think it was basically just us and this one other mom. I think she was feeding her baby and reading a book and then her little two-year-old was playing around. So B and that little girl started playing and then eventually that mom came up and we started chatting and that was nothing new. I'd met several moms at the park and connected with them and done things with them, but I really hadn't created like a deep close friendship with them. But this mom asked me, she said, I'm part of a a mom group where we get together and go to parks if you want to join. And I was so grateful. And that really changed everything for me. I joined this mom club and it's really opened up my eyes that there are a lot of other people in my similar stage of life. And it's been huge for me to actually get that regular human connection through this mom group and just realizing how much I need that. Whether or not I realize it, I need to connect with other people. And that's really helped me to thrive during this stage of life. The next point I want to focus on that really helps you to have fun and thrive during this stage of life with little kids is the importance of accountability and planning fun. A few weeks ago, I asked on Instagram, what makes it hard for you to have fun? And the most common responses were kids and finding the motivation. I can definitely relate because it takes a heck of a lot of motivation for me to bundle up my kids to take them sledding. And it feels so much easier to just stay inside and try to get things done. But usually my kids are antsy and I'm annoyed with my kids. And then that's a sure way for me to turn to my phone to escape. And that usually just makes the situation worse. So it's really helpful and important to have that accountability. And that accountability can come from planning things So maybe every Tuesday afternoon is when I'll do something fun with my kids. Just having that already planned and scheduled or planning playdates in advance. Either if that's like, okay, every Wednesday morning I'll do a playdate or with a specific person. Okay, every month or every week we will play together. And that's what's been really helpful about this mom club is it's it's every Monday morning. I know that in advance and I typically try not to plan things then and... It's just so much easier to make things happen when they're already planned. And also along those same lines of the accountability is investing in 
a museum pass or something like that. When you pay money for something, if you pay for some sort of pass, you're much more likely to use it. And that can help you to be motivated to get out and actually do things, do fun things with your kids. It's not common for you to meet someone at the park and them to invite you to be part of this awesome mom group or mom club. But you can start your own, you know, you could plan it on your own and say, okay, every Monday morning, I'm going to do a fun outing with my kids and I'm going to start this group me and I'll just invite people and just every mom you meet at the park, invite them to be part of this group me. And then you can start your own mom club. When other people are counting on you, when you tell other people that you're going to do something, then you're much more likely to do it. This isn't specifically related to having fun with your kids and like thriving in the toddler years, but I've been really struggling to actually make myself get up and run in the morning. And so I just recently started a women's running group and I've texted anyone who's expressed interest in running and said, okay, I'm going to be running these days at these times. Anyone's welcome to come with me. And even if nobody comes, I know that I've told somebody, it holds myself accountable, right? That I've told someone that I'm going to go and just in case someone's there, I need to be ready to go. And that can be the same with, with having fun. Just even just text someone, hey, on this day at this time, I'm going to go to this museum. Even if they can't come, you've already committed to that. That can be really motivating to get out is when you have other people holding you accountable when you plan something. This was especially true for me with getting outside in the winter. I know that my kids and I just do so much better when we get outside time, but it's really hard when it's cold in the winter. If I was having a a moment of desire to go outside, but I couldn't do it myself, I would text a a group of friends and say, hey, we are going to be outside right now, or we're going outside right now, or we're going outside tomorrow at this time if anyone wants to come. In my strong moment, it held me accountable so that the next morning when I did not want to get outside, I was already committed and I knew people that were counting on me. The next step that can be really helpful with really thriving during the toddler years and having fun during this stage of life is setting boundaries around fun. Last Saturday, we hadn't really planned out our day and we usually like to get some chores done and we also like to do something fun as a family, but we hadn't really planned how that was all going to play out. And so my son B, he was asking to go outside. And so we all ended up going outside. But because it wasn't planned, my mind was not there. I was thinking about all the things I wanted to get done that day. Even though I was physically there, I was not mentally there. And I realized that it's so much better for me to have fun with my kids if I set a boundary for a certain amount of time. For example... 10 minutes before my son goes down for his nap and 10 minutes after he wakes up from his nap, I put my phone away in a different room. I don't do any other tasks and I'm completely just having fun with him. Playing Duck Duck Goose or playing basketball or just doing whatever he wants to do. And it's so much more fun for both of us when I'm all in. And it's also so much more fun for me when I know that I... Only have to do this for 10 minutes and then I can move on to something else. And because I have that boundary, I'm able to be more present and have more fun. And it's much better to to be all in for a shorter amount of time than be half there for all day long or whatever that is. It's helpful and important to set boundaries around 
having fun with your kids. And it also can be helpful to set boundaries around working and household tasks that you need to do. Maybe from, I don't know, a certain amount of time, like from four to five, you are making dinner and you can't play with your kids. When you set boundaries around having fun with them and set boundaries around working, it's just easier and better for everyone. And I understand that it doesn't always play out perfectly, but that can help. Something else that can help is setting boundaries around your personal time too. So for me, that looks like during nap time, I'm very strict that I do not do housework. And that's strictly my time to work on Mindful With Media. And that makes it so that I'm not so burnt out by the time I do have time with my kids, I'm much more ready to be engaged with them because I've had some time to do things that are fulfilling for me. The next step that can be really helpful to thrive during the toddler year so that you're not so bored and lonely and turning to your phone all the time is to do what you think is fun. I heard this advice that one of the best ways to enjoy your kids is to don't do things that you don't think is fun. I don't particularly love reading books with my son. He loves to read books on his own. I love to read books on my own. But I only read books with him for 10 minutes per day. And I feel totally fine about not doing that with him because I don't want to do that. And I don't want to build resentment towards him or towards doing this activity with him. And not saying that we shouldn't do things that we don't want to do. I think sometimes we get too far into that. But I think it is helpful to lean into the things that you you do like to do. Like I love spending time outside at parks. I think it's so fun to just spend hours at the park with my kids. So I do that a lot. I spend a lot of time at parks, especially when it's warmer outside. You might not like that. That might not be fun for you to take your kids to parks or to museums. And that's okay. Do what you love to do and then just bring your kids along. And don't do what you don't want to do. Something else that can also help you have more fun during this stage of life with little kids, so you're not so bored and lonely turning to your phone all the time, is to outsource. Missy Allred, she's a life coach for young moms, and she recently shared a post on Instagram of cheaper free ways to outsource, which is so awesome. Things like doing a babysitting trade with your friend or doing grocery pickup or doing things to to simplify your life so that you have more time and energy to engage with your kids. Also, Hannah Olson, she's known as Freckled Han on Instagram, and she talks all about motherhood as a relationship. It's not a, a job. And that's totally changed my viewpoint and has actually helped me work through some mindset blocks where I'm okay to hire a babysitter for a few hours a week. And because my kids are with a babysitter for a few hours a week, when I am with my kids, I have more time and energy and mental capacity to to really have fun with them because I'm not so burnt out. So I think that can be helpful too, is being willing to outsource so that you can have more fun with your kids and be more fulfilled. The fifth tip that I want to focus on today to help you have fun when you're in this stage of life with little kids is set realistic expectations. I have a friend who she has three little girls that are all really close in age and she loves camping and they've taken their kids camping several times and 
I loved camping before I had kids, but the idea of taking kids camping was so scary to me. So I was asking her about this and she said for her, somebody told her that you're just not going to sleep well while you're camping. And as soon as she accepted that, it was such a better experience to take her kids camping because she wasn't so caught up in the fact that they weren't sleeping. She just accepted that they weren't going to sleep well and it was just going to be a night or two and then they were going to try to enjoy the other parts and then go home and sleep well later. And you get to decide if that's worth it to you. But just that idea of setting realistic expectations can be so freeing in doing fun things with your kids. I remember when B was a baby, we'd go do something fun and then he would like cry the whole way home and I would be like, I'm never going to do that again. That was not worth it. And I was just like so worked up because he cried on the way home. It ruined the whole experience. And I will say I am on anxiety medication now. And that has totally helped me with situations like this. But also I've been able to change my mindset that doing things with kids, they're probably going to have tantrums or they're not going to sleep well or Things are going to happen that are not ideal for a a fun situation, but if you can have realistic expectations about that and accept that, it just makes the whole thing more fun and you can focus on what is fun about it and you also get to decide what's worth it to you. Another example of this is I recently started following Haley outside on Instagram and she loves hiking and camping, so she takes her kids along and shares tips on how to do that. That's really fun for her and she's figuring out ways to make it work with kids. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's that's huge to to do what you love and then figure out ways to make it work with your kids. But also, like I said, you get to decide what's worth it for you. And I've decided that's not worth it for me right now to camp frequently with my kids. Maybe in the future. We'll see. Life as a stay-at-home mom of little kids can be extremely lonely and boring and I felt that on such a deep level the first year of my son's life. And because of that, I spent a lot more time on my phone than I really wanted to. But this stage of life really can be so fun. And it takes effort. It's not easy. But as I focused on these five tips to find ways to connect with other people, to plan things to hold myself accountable, to set boundaries around fun and around work, to do what I think is fun and not do what I don't think is fun and to keep realistic expectations for my kids. I have been loving this stage of life and thriving. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. There are definitely ups and downs and hard parts of this stage of life, but I really do feel more fulfilled and I feel more connected with other people and with myself. And I don't have such a false sense of connection from spending so much time on social media. And I don't waste so much time on my phone that doesn't actually leave me feeling fulfilled. These five tips, they have really helped me thrive. And I'll share the link to my free workshop, Six Steps to Avoid Wasting Time on Your Phone. And that will help you to apply these to your specific situation so that you can really live a more fulfilling life. I'm so grateful that you would be here today. I really do mean that. I'm so grateful. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. 
I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We're the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We're in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today, and I'll see you next week.